anything else you wanted to talk about this week? Um, I feel like David's just getting started. Oh, I mean, I'm happy to keep going. I don't want to cut you off. I'm just waiting. It felt like Mike had all these things he wanted I, to talk about. We have a about. ton of things to say. Oh, well, keep going, keep going. Go on the end. Do you think that there's a large generational gap between David and Mac? Within, like, the number of years? Um, no, I meant in just, uh, maturity, uh... Yes. <laughs> oh! I was gonna say no. Um, uh, uh, metaphors, um, um, do you ever make references that David doesn't get? All the time. What was I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I haven't noticed. Uh, so, but maybe that's why. <laughs> Um, That's exactly it. But I don't find myself saying, Mac, what's that from? True. Because they're subtle. They're and it's subtle. usually The Office. <laughs> so I don't know it, but I know where it's from. That's, That's how I, I think about it. I only have SpongeBob and Office re- references. I don't have anything else, really. Maybe yeah. Shawshank Redemption every, every now and then. But mm. Mm. What was the first Star Wars movie you saw? I think we went over this. I think it was episode one. Oh. That's brutal. In theaters. I fell asleep during the Darth Maul fight. <laughs> I was like, what happened? I don't know if there's an... Equi- okay, so speaking of... I don't know if generational is correct, but, you know, age gaps. Uh, I don't know if there's, like, an equivalent entity in, like, your world that, like, Star Wars... And obviously, like, I'm, like, on the tail end even for Star Wars, right? But, like, is there something equivalent where there's, like, some movie or series which you think is... um, Pokemon? Oh, Pokemon. Is it Pokemon? Do you find it, like, both, I guess, highly entertaining, but also somehow, like, like, it has, like, a larger meaning? What larger meaning is Star Wars? Probably Harry Potter. I was well thinking Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yes, Harry. But I haven't even like seen all the movies I read about the books. So I, like, I, I guess like children who watch Star Wars are probably, for example, I think like one way to describe it, like they there's something like inspirational about it to yeah. them, right? They like the the adventure and they they it makes them imagine things, uh, which I doubt with Pokemon. Um, you could correct me if I'm wrong. Did I, you I, did you like envision yourself as a Pokemon trainer when you I mean, were little? You didn't go in the woods trying to catch Pokemon. <laughs> Wait, so is that yes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, you know, but I, I, I don't think Pokemon had the like philosophical overtones that Star Wars did, but I could be wrong as well. Wait, what? This is the part I'm missing. What philosophical overtones are there? Really? Within Star Wars? Yeah. No. Wait, wait. Well, well, we haven't. Have you watched the movie? Yeah. All of them. Yeah. What happens Are you talking episode? about I killed all the younglings scene? <laughs> um, no. Okay. <laughs> I, um, you're joking. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, so there's like this good versus evil undertone. No, I think he's still talking like, about... Do you understand like the, the concept of like the force? Like karma? <laughs> is it, is it, kind I, of. I guess it's just like Jedi's have the Force. I thought it was just like literally like physics, like I could move you with the Force and I could like in, persuade you to think. Something. Energy in, data out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, is there some? I I find that so if you compare Star Wars and Star Trek, sure, you would say that Star Trek is more about sociology and science, and 
Star Wars is more about religion and morality. Hmm. But right. I don't feel like it goes very deep. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's just... I also feel like Star Wars is a little bit more relatable. At least 4, 5, 6, right? With Luke. And you feel a little bit yeah. like you're... You feel at least, like, more empathy or you feel like, oh, you could be there in that world, right? No. So you've opened up Star Wars. I could go on for a long time. Yeah, so go on. Uh, but you know it mirrors, like, the hero's journey. Right. Which is, like, like classic narrative structure. Joseph Campbell. Mm. No. No. <laughs> okay, so, like, uh, Mike is more literary than I am, but I'll, I'll take a stab at it, and Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the idea is that Luke begins the story as a farm boy, and he has aspirations, but he doesn't uh, know how to, like, achieve them, sure. actualize himself, and he... Like, I think actually he, at the beginning, he's, like, thinking of going into, like, the Imperial Army, even. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then through a sequence of, like, extraordinary events, uh, not only does he find out more about himself, but he's able to uh, do a larger feat that goes beyond himself and eventually save the universe, it turns out. but um, What's the difference between that and Rags to Riches? I guess Galaxy, actually. What? What's the difference between that and rags to riches? Feels like the same story. Humble beginnings. Um, I think. Things. I think rags to riches is more about, um, like hard work. Sure. And agency. Okay. And the hero's journey is more. I mean, there's like, usually some like first of all, just like yeah, good and evil and moral component, but also. Um, <clears throat> like becoming like better than you were and be, like they, they become they literally become a hero right in the story okay. yeah like it's like the necklace or whatever but what or the metal. what, what are you talking about? like a medal for his <laughs> Does he, like... at the end of the first episode oh, four he gets he gets a medal right Maybe but that's a micro achievement yeah so that is a micro achievement <laughs> The hero's journey is about a macro achievement, uh, okay. right? It's about more than just one specific action or reward. Right, and I think there's also another component, which is, like, there, it reaches a point where, like, he's seen himself thrown into this world, and will he choose to accept this yeah, role a as a hero? And I think that's a little bit different than what you're saying, like, yeah. rags and riches. Like, it's this, like, okay, am I going to... Um, accept this huge burden of, of being a hero, right? And, and I think that's, like, the, the crux of it. Hmm. You seem okay. unconvinced. I, no, I'm trying to think of, like, what happens in episode six. Six? Six. Yeah. Oh, well, that's... Okay, well, there, that's all about, you know, he has chosen this path of good, right? Yeah. And his, like heritage and father has chosen a different path and he has to make a choice literally yeah. between those two paths of life. Yeah. Wait, I'm like failing to see the deeper meaning here. Maybe I'm just like not philosophical. That doesn't feel very deep to me. That's like, yeah, he chose to be good. Uh-huh. But like at a large cost. Right? It's not it, it's not like um you know, uh 
I don't know. Like, what's something really easy? What's some, like, really easy choice? Like, I'll eat a donut? Yeah, it's like, here, Luke, here's a donut, and you're good. And he's like, whoop. Cool. Versus, what did he lose? His so arm? he has to fight his father and essentially kill him. Yeah, but he, like, persuades him by the end, and they're, like, happy. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's going to die. Well, yeah, but that was, he's just sick. Like, he... No, no, no. <laughs> Right? No. Doesn't he take off his mask and he's like, oh, man. Yeah, but he, he had been electrocuted. By Palpatine, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's like actually multi-stage hard choice. Wait, wait, wait. Doesn't Darth Vader sacrifice himself? At yeah, the... so... Yeah, but, but, but Luke is... Make that choice? So, so actually, yeah, so Luke actually uh, defeats him, but then chooses not to actually kill him because he sees himself in his father. Okay. Right? And then... He also refuses to kill, like, basically kill anyone there in that scene. Yeah. And then the Emperor's like, well, if you're not going to kill someone, I'll kill you. And then Vader steps in the way to save Luke, right? And you might make the argument that only Vader can kill him because Vader is part of the dark side. And so he actually has to kill the Emperor because Luke refuses to because he's taking a different path. Oh, I see what you're saying. And so then Vader, while doing this, he's essentially debilitated to the point where he's going to die. But by making the sacrifice, he also is able to clear himself of his wrongdoings, essentially. And they find catharsis. Like redemption? Yes, redemption. So I get all of that. Okay. That, that doesn't seem like a higher level of no, yeah. moral ambiguity than Pokemon. I don't know. Like, I don't, okay. I don't know. I, so what kind of uh, moral quandaries <laughs> do the Poke traders get themselves into? Well, um, I don't know. I remember like there's one episode where they're like forcing the Pokemon to fight and they feel bad about it. That's a good one. Right? Actually, yeah. That's like pretty It's deep. like animal cruelty, basically. Yeah, right, yeah. What, what's the alternative? To animal, like not... Oh. Losing the best See, that sacrifice. seems like a more like a donut, not donut situation to me. Why? Yeah. Like, just don't be cruel to animals. Well, then you lose your prestige, right? You lose the match. So it's like you're sacrificing something to be on the good side. I see Mac is all about the prestige. But there's also all these other moments with, like, Gary and Ash where they're like, Ash, like, takes the high road. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, 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 I'm struggling to see the, the very deep, like, Star Wars has always seemed to me, like, very, like, accessible like oh there's good and evil you know be good oh i think it is more um like black and white you know it's the 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 moral dilemmas are not as nuanced as real life yeah right i i like that it so other people refer to it as space opera (laughs) which is actually i think a great description although now that i'm thinking about it like, now that we've said this, I'm trying to think of other shows that have such a clear moral, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Theme. Clarity. No, there's a different yeah, word for theme. Yeah, I think, yeah. Theme? Yeah, what's the word for theme, but it's not theme? Well, I think a lot of shows now explore moral issues, but they, um, like, the, the trend right now is that the morality is ambiguous, not clear. Right, so have you seen Rogue One? I was thinking of Motif. No, go on. Wait, have I? Yeah, you went to go see Rogue One with us. I have. We all saw it together. <laughs> but that's the that's the theme of, I feel like, moral ambiguity. Do you think it was morally ambiguous? Yeah. Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and they tried to do that in 
The Last Jedi a little bit. Not quite moral ambiguity, but... You know, uh, like, yeah, uh, I feel like more moral ambiguity about, or, or ambiguity about the Star Wars universe, right? They're like, well, you didn't right. think about the cost on this civilization to wage war, you know, um, or whatever, uh, like, Del Toro's character was. You know, where he's like, uh, I just sell weapons, both sides buy them. Right. Remember that? Right, right, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, I feel like um, Harry Potter, I feel like, touches on a lot of the, the same things. Yeah. yeah right. So yeah. Harry is this kid, right? He's yep. abused by his foster parents, stuck in a closet, and then he just stumbles into this hero's. It falls That's into a, a lot of the hero yeah. archetype, right? He, like, stumbles into this, like, oh, I'm actually, like, a hero in this other universe, right? And uh, I, I think, you know, if you read about the hero archetype, right, it's, like, the humble beginnings of somebody who is actually, like, for, who actually is, like, this hero, and then will they accept this, like, burden yeah. of, like, going on this um, uh, journey um, of, you know... Uh, but I, I think uh, you know, Harry Potter is long, but also touches on a lot of the same, like... Uh, and the moral themes as uh, Star Wars. I think it has they both of these have very clear moral delineations yeah. in the story though, right? Like you know, either Darth Vader or um is Severus no, not Severus. Uh who's like um Voldemort. Voldemort. Well, Voldemort, yes, but uh Lucius Malfoy. Which one's the dad? Lucius. Lucius, yeah, like Lucius or Darth Vader like enters like Dun, 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 <laughs> right like it's they're, they're not Ooh. there's no yeah you you know um so i in recent uh media i feel like they like to blur the lines more yeah i feel like it's almost more interesting well that yeah it's more like real life yeah. hmm. what's uh what's an example of that i'm not really caught up on on recent media so you can't an say example. game of thrones um, I mean, did you see Sicario? I saw Sicario, yeah. I feel that was, uh, you know, that touched on things. A lot of probably movies lately about counterterrorism or war touch on, you know, um, people who believe, like, the cost is justified versus... um trying to expose the 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 the, the larger cost like the larger costs not just to the people engaged in war but their families or the you know societies around them mm-hmm. have you ever played um the last of us what is that it's like a post-apocalyptic zombie game mm-hmm. but anyway the, the reason why we're bringing it up is because there's the reason why i'm bringing it up is because there's moral ambiguity with the zombies? Well, so the... Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, please turn off the podcast. Isn't there a big... There's, like, some big reveal in this. Yeah, well, so he ends up, like, babysitting... Well, watching over this, like, teenage girl who has, like, a cure for the, the zombie disease or whatever. Um, but he doesn't realize till the end of the game that they actually have to kill her in order to extract it. And so, like, the moral ambiguity is that he decides to not let that happen and, like, steals her away. Because he can't... Oh, they've been on this journey together and he can't, yeah. like, stand to, like, live in a world without zombies but without this, like, new daughter figure for him. I mean, this is also a very classic philosophical dilemma. dilemma. Yeah, right. Right. 
Yeah. We know that Captain America would say that we don't trade lives, so in this case, he would probably do the same. Interesting. Interesting. Well, so the, the thing about that game, though, is he kills all the surgeons and then steals her off the surgery table. And... I mean, that's kind of messed up, actually. <laughs> so um, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's like you're already in a post-apocalyptic bind. Maybe you shouldn't kill all the doctors that yeah. are left. Yeah. yeah. Well, so actually I should say the player has the option whether or not they want to kill the surgeon. So you killed the <laughs> surgeon, <laughs> to be specific. Well, I mean, you get curious with these games. You're like, oh, I wonder, if I I wonder could... what would happen if I killed all the uh, surgeons. The, well, so, yeah, you're, you're not sure. So you just told us about the path that you chose. That's not yeah. the actual end of the game. That's just what <laughs> well, you, that, you, you have to, yeah. yeah. Um, did, did you replay the game to see what happens the other way? The surgeons live if you don't kill them. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean they... they um, um, kill the yeah, daughter? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Eat? No. Um, Brainwash. They, operate they, they not consume but they like they, they use her to create a cure oh unclear well there's part two coming out sometime this year or next year well okay so at the that end seems of the... to be more like definitively like that didn't happen though. well no yeah at the end of the game it's they didn't but okay there's part two coming out so we don't know hmm. we don't know there's no way of knowing i yeah may have been a bad example but it, it Seems like the most uh, poignant example. Accessible example that you had. <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to plug a game I like. Uh, Do you feel that you've played a video game that has reached a level of mm, art that a movie or a book yes. uh, would achieve? The Witness. Have anyone played The Witness? I have not played The Witness. I, this is the only game in my life I've called Profound. 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 Okay. If anyone hasn't played it. Could you explain it to us? Well, so it's not going to sound interesting when I explain it, but there's there's like so many levels to this game. It's it's crazy, but it's not like actual some, levels. No, no, no. Like like levels of um, like reflection and things. Okay. Like so dungeon level off, one, dungeon level two. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. It's actually 100 levels. Um, you start out, you're walking around, and you're just doing these little like uh, puzzles, these maze puzzles where you have to find a way from the start to the beginning. And... At the start, they're very straightforward, right? You just, like, move your cursor around the wall or, you know, through the path or whatever, and they start to get more and more complicated. And um, it's it's difficult to explain, but the puzzles start playing with your mind. Uh And, like, by the end of the game, you realize that you've created, like, this whole world of, like, puzzle rules inside your head that, like, doesn't actually exist. And you kind of, like, built up this whole, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's really hard to describe. Um... What was your takeaway from this game? Um, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of interesting things around if you're only willing to look for it. I would say is like the, oh wow. Well, okay. So huge spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, so uh, well, are you guys actually gonna play this game? Uh, I doubt it. Okay. No. Well, I've called this game profound, so you should yeah. take a look at it. But it turns out that at one point in the game, you discover that the puzzles exist within the environment and not just on these like pieces of paper that hang in the environment. And so then you start, like, interacting with the world and, like, making stuff happen. Um, and I'll leave it at that because I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it's very interesting. Cool. Sounds good. <laughs> no, it sounds fun. Sounds um, like a good game. Yeah. And then it gets even deeper and deeper and, like, uh, I, I, you, you'll have to play. I can only imagine it's probably one of those, like, um, schizophrenic games where it then ends up just all being in your head. 
Well, that's what he said. It, it, that does tie into it, actually. Like, towards the end. Like, there's, like, a secret ending where it, like, ties some of this together. Wow. Huh. But yeah. actually, it's very interesting. It's like that Black Mirror. Have you seen that Black Mirror? Uh, I think I've only seen one Black Mirror okay. where they're just exercising a lot. Yeah. What? There's, like... There's, there's like, an episode where... They're only in this room. Like, they're in some underground complex or something, and they always go and, like, ride this bike, and then they get achievements based on riding it. I might be misremembering this whole thing. Um, it was, yeah. I don't know. It was fine. Oh, and I saw the one, like, with the, the presidents being, uh, like, blackmailed. It was, like, the very first episode. I will I will not uh, recount what happens on on live podcasting. I'll have to go watch it. Yeah, you have to watch the episode. Well, I was going to say one more thing about this game, not to not to steal the conversation again. <laughs> the glares I'm getting, listeners. Um, but it I like if I had to come up with an analog, I would com- I would compare it to like a very expensive compute function that <laughs> output a boolean, right? So at the end of the day, someone looks at the boolean and they're like, "Oh, you just picked one of two things." Like it's not that, but it was like all of this computation that had to go on behind the scenes in order to produce what... It's like Bitcoin. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> similar. Did, do you, did you um, emit a Bitcoin when you were done? That should have been the reward for completing the game. I think so. One Bitcoin. Well, um, interesting. It sounded to me at first more like it was a unraveling kind of experience. Almost the opposite. Okay. Raveling. Yeah, like it's almost like you start out, like I felt like I built this world inside my brain by yeah. the end of it, and then it kind of like pulls it out from underneath you, and you realize you're just staring at like a bit, like a boolean. Mm. And you're like, what did I just create in my own head? Mm. That sounds trippy. It was pretty trippy. That's why I called it profound. I was, I was like telling Christine about this. I was like, you, like you have to, like she's not at the game. It's like she wouldn't play video games in her free time. But I'm like, you have to play this game. It would like blow your mind. Uh, She's yet to play. I'm not a very good uh, persuader. Mm. What is it? Uh, negotiator. Negotiator. I was gonna say debater, but that's also not the right word. I think negotiation and persuasion are different skills. What were we saying? We we're saying how Mac is not very persuasive, but he's just very persistent. So I'll just wear you down until you agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he self-avows that he uses up all his free time, so he's gonna. Have more than you. What I'm, I'm. He's gonna to use what, more than you. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to remember what. Uh, Tenacious Mac. Mac. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, from uh, Stolen. What's his name? Stolen. Stolen. Is that yeah. a game? No. Is that a movie? Like, I will find you, and I will. Oh, oh taken. taken. Liam Neeson. Taken. Yeah. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Stolen. Stolen. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't Same know. <laughs> Who took my wallet? <laughs> but I'll find you. <laughs> Piano. I want it back. Watch it back. So what? How did we get here? Yeah, how did we get yeah. there? That, that was my persistence in my free time. Like the well, I still don't understand yeah, the that's connection. Still oh, so the connection is that I have so much free time that I can just like marry it down. I don't think that was the the premise of Taken. <laughs> like, yeah. I have so much free time I need to find my daughter. <laughs> well, I mean, otherwise he would have just rung it in, right? He's like, well. <laughs> you, <laughs> you have my daughter, but I've got to go to work. I've got a few meetings. Yeah. <laughs> got to go play Rocket League right now. <laughs> Sorry. 
Hold on. I mean, that would be an interesting movie, actually. That would be a good uh, Black Mirror episode. Yeah. He's like, your daughter's been kidnapped, but you're really addicted to Rocket League. So. I'd be happy to start. Roll credits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> like some kind of spooky music yeah. where you realize yeah. he's never going to go find his daughter. 